You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. It's hump day. Hey, it's hump day, and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. And I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse, sitting behind the microphone this beautiful Wednesday down here in South Texas. Hope you're all having a great day wherever you're at in God's big, beautiful world. How many of you folks had the opportunity or took the opportunity to listen to the speeches that were given Monday night on the Republican uh, convention floor? There was one speech in particular that stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Now, Rudy Giuliani gave a fantastic speech. And I would rate his speech at number two. Now, being a a military guy that fought in Vietnam, had a brother that fought there, an uncle that fought there, my wife's cousin died there. I listened to the speech given by Marcus Luttrell. And I, uh, I sat there and listened to every word. As a matter of fact, I recorded it. And played it back a couple of times. Now being an individual that fought in a war. Fought on the battlefield. I had a brother that fought there. An uncle that fought there. My wife's cousin died there. My whole family. Have fought all the wars. Of America all the way back to the the War of Independence. One of my ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence, John Hart. Now, I've always been interested in military, even when I was a child. Because I guess I got a big dose of it, listening to my father and his brothers and all my uncles sit around the kitchen table and talk about what they did or did not do or what happened or what happened when they were in World War II in Europe in the Pacific. When I grew up, when I was growing up, I wanted to be in the military. And at my first opportunity to join, I did. Consequently, a little bit later, I got sent to Vietnam. And there's one soldier that always stuck in my mind as, well, actually two. Uh, General MacArthur, who gave his farewell speech at West Point. You've heard it before, oh, soldiers never die, they just fade away. And George S. S. Patton, take no prisoners, take no guff, tell it like it is, get the job done. I always admired those two guys. I always admired them for what they stood for how they loved America, and how they gave their whole life to protecting we the people. Now, I've listened to General MacArthur's speech many, many times. And to me, until Monday night, that was the best speech in modern-day era that any general, any military person had ever given. But, ladies and gentlemen, when I listened to Marcus Luttrell and his speech Monday night in front of that body of people, it knocked me out of my seat. Have a listen to his speech. 
listen to every word, if you will. And whenever we're done, I've got a lot to say about what he said. Have a listen. For those of you I've stood before in the past, it's a pleasure to do so again. For those of you I haven't stood in front of, thank you for the privilege to do that. Really, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I was fortunate enough in, in life to be born from a patriotic family. Taught me to love this country and the people who make her up unconditionally. To die for any woman and to fight beside any man without hesitation or hopes of individual achievement. That's the way I was raised and that's the way I still walk my life. For generations, the men and women in my family have served this country proudly, both at home and abroad. My father served in Vietnam, and although he was shamed out of his uniform, it only solidified his resolve to raise his boys, me and my twin brother, to be patriotic and love this country and its people more than we loved ourselves. In the past 10 years of my Navy SEAL career, the first, first 10 was in combat. The next part of it, I was traveling around the country state to state, city to city, town to town, armed only with the memories of your bravest fighters and the story of how hard they fought to protect our way of life. And because I was willing to completely open up my life and speak about the worst week of it, I was blessed with meeting and seeing one of the greatest people America had to offer. And I think it's important... I think it's important to say that we got to make sure that the, uh, the hell the veterans return from is not the hell to come home to, okay? That's what was promised and that's what's deserved, period. It also speaks volume about my generation and I love my generation, Generation X, the X-Men. It was an honor to fight along alongside all of you. But even when the system doesn't take care of our boys, the citizens step up, start foundations and programs to help the wounded and the families of the fallen. So from the bottom of my heart, and literally, please know that I end every day on my knees thanking God for, for y'all and what you do and how you covet my generation of veterans coming home. I got a chance to... Um, for those of you who know me, you know I only talk about stuff that, that, I've, that I've experienced, and usually on the worst side of it and the best side of it. Well, I had a, I had a chance to actually um, spend time with Mr. Trump, and I know he understands what it's going to take and to fix this. And to, the only way we're going to keep America safe is to have an elite military, all right? toughest training that we have to offer, supported by the best equipment and backed up by the nation, well, that puts those people in harm's way. Every one of us has to step up in some way. We need our leaders to lead by example. That each, and, excuse me. They need to lead by example and show the American public that each
each and every life underneath the flag should be family and treated accordingly. I'm sorry. I'm so used to speaking from the heart when I have to read this, it goes wrong. So I'm just going to go. You ready? have to step up and support us, but the family, those of us in here, we're all family. We step up and we back them up too. Not only that, we hold them accountable for every position and office that they hold. Either way. Look, either way, the only way we survive this is together, not apart. In order for any life to matter, we all have to matter. You understand? generation that was for y'all to the next generation this is for you your war is here you don't have to go searching for it your people are afraid i stand among you walking i was allowed to walk with giants all right and now we're looking for the next generation of giants who among you will love something more than you love yourself all right who among you are going to step up and take the fight to the enemy because it's here challenge all of you to fight for this country and for each and every one of us. Look, the world outside of our borders is a dark place, a scary place. America is the light, and her people are the goodness that grows from that. She'll always be worth fighting for, and it was my greatest honor to fight for her every day of my adult life, all right? And I, I just wanted to come up here and thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to serve you for 20 years. And I swear to God, I'm gonna spend the next 20 paying you back. So thank you again. God bless. You know, folks, Marcus Luttrell speaks the truth about the less than 1% of Americans who protect us all from those who would want to destroy us. And I have to say, my God, that man, after all he has been through, he stood in front of that convention and told it like it is. Now, we who have fought for this country, past and present, we who have seen the battlefield in a time of war and peacetime know the sacrifices of so few for so many. We know the hardships our families go through, have gone through. The suffering of those that come back with bodies that have been ripped apart, missing arms, legs, burns, brain injuries. We know who they are. We who fought beside them and were so lucky not to suffer bodily injury through the grace of God the Father. We who came home not the same as when we left. We who came home to see our children once again or to see our first child that was born while we were away fighting for our country in some God-forsaken part of the world. We who love our country, our motherland. We, as Mr. Marcus Luttrell said, love our people and will do anything to protect America. 
That man, Marcus Luttrell, spoke for Americans who understand what America is. We understand that America is that shining light to the rest of the world. We have fought in faraway lands. Understand that flag and what it means, what it represents. Mr. Marcus Luttrell, a true American hero, a true man, a patriot. I would take one of him over thousands who call themselves Americans, but take every opportunity to denounce the very country they live in. I would take one like Marcus Luttrell over thousands of do-nothing complaining wimps that would run from the call to protect their country. We look at the leaders we have in the White House. We look at the one running for president under the banner of the Democratic Party. We look at the spineless leadership of the Republican Party. And we who have fought for our country bow our heads and ask the Almighty to please provide our country with real leadership. Patriots who love their country, patriots such as Mr. Marcus Luttrell, and the countless millions who have and are serving our country in the military. America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. We need to get back to where America used to be. The America that produced men like Marcus Luttrell's father, a Vietnam veteran like myself. Families like Mr. Luttrell's and my family who produced absolute, an absolute hero, a strong man, Marcus Luttrell. Our enemies will not wait. They are working tirelessly to exploit every opportunity to destroy America and what we stand for, freedom. Our security, our country, has and does depend on brave men to protect the motherland. Men who will go in and destroy things and, yes, kill people in the name of motherland and the freedoms that we enjoy. We must all stand together as a nation or we will surely all go down together as a defeated nation. We must fight for what is ours, what our grandfathers and grandmothers and past generations built, the greatest nation that God has ever allowed to exist. We must respect our laws. And lastly, we as a nation must never lose sight of where we have been, where we are, and the dreams of our children, and yet those yet to be born, future Americans. We must never lose sight of our dreams as a nation, our love of our country, our patriotism, and like I said, our children, their dreams, still yet to be answered, depend on us. And men like Mr. Marcus Luttrell, and all those young men and women today that wear the uniform of the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard, all those operatives in the NSA and the CIA and the DIA, God bless America and God bless them. And we can never forget for God's, to ask God's blessing for all those that protect us, whether it be the thin blue line of our policemen, or the brave men and women of our armed forces. God, please watch over these brave people, these brave Americans. They are the protectors of America, 
our way of life, and our freedoms. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition, and we'll be back after the Phyllis Shafley Report. You've found your source for all things conservative. The Internet's new conservative radio network, CRN. Donald Trump learned the values of hard work, determination, and faith at an early age. He went on to build one of the world's most iconic brands and companies, which employs thousands of people. Donald Trump is running for president because politicians are all talk and no action. They will never make our country great again. He'll stop illegal immigration and drug trafficking by building a wall on our southern border, and he will make Mexico pay for it. He will negotiate great trade deals and make our military so strong, no country will ever mess with us. Donald Trump will protect Israel and brutally and quickly cut the head off of ISIS. He is self-funding his campaign. He will only be responsible to the American people, not special interests and lobbyists. It's time to make America great again, maybe greater than ever before. Vote Donald Trump for president. I'm Donald Trump. I'm running for president. And I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, champion of grassroots conservatism, and author of 25 books, including The Flip Side of Feminism, A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family, The Supremacists, which uncovers the dangers of activist judges in our court system, and Turbo Reader, the popular phonics teaching system. Now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. Virginia made headlines when Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe used the power of executive order to give voting rights to 200,000 convicted felons. Democrats know that criminals are more likely to vote for a Democrat than a Republican. Prior Virginia governors thought that such a massive change in voting rights could not be lawfully done by executive order under the Virginia Constitution. But when the goal is to allow murderers and rapists to vote, why let a little thing like a constitution get in the way? Speaker William Howell of the Virginia House of Delegates responded with justifiable outrage. He said, I am stunned by the governor's action. Howell pointed out that the Democratic governor probably aspires to be picked by Hillary Clinton for a cabinet position if she becomes president. The governor's shocking order affects juries, too. His executive order allows persons convicted of serious crimes to serve on juries for criminal trials. People tried for murder in Virginia can now face people convicted of murder in the jury box. McAuliffe declares, once you've paid your time, there's no difference to me. But his actions demonstrate his political motive. If he really felt that way, he would have restored gun ownership rights to felons convicted of nonviolent crimes who have paid their time. Of course, he did not do that because Hillary and other Democrats would not have liked that. This clearly shows how she would circumvent Congress if she is elected in November. The American people need to be aware of these dirty tricks and vote for a candidate who holds to our Constitution and the rule of law. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. The U.S. Constitution is under attack by those who believe in moral relativism or want to rewrite history or simply don't appreciate the deep faith of our founding fathers. 
Write Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002 for more on protecting our Constitution. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. Or go online to eagleforum.org. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. One in 33 babies is born with a birth defect. But mothers-to-be can help give their babies a healthy start. This is registered dietitian Melissa Joy Dobbins for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics with your Eating Right Minute. There are some simple steps women can take to prepare for a healthy pregnancy. Take 400 micrograms of folic acid each day. Don't smoke or drink alcohol. And talk to your doctor about any vaccines or medications you take. Maintain a healthy weight gain during pregnancy, and if you have diabetes, keep it under control. Remember, make regular visits to see your healthcare professional. For help choosing foods during your pregnancy and after baby is born, see a registered dietitian. Encouraging you to eat right, I'm registered dietitian Melissa Joy Dobbins with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Now, this song is written and sang by Mr. Matt Fitzgibbons of PatrioticMusic.com. Have a listen.
in this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Hi, I'm Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com. Since 2005, I've been writing award-winning rock that celebrates America's founding principles and the men and women who defend them. If you agree that the simple but timeless ideas in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights offer the solutions to our problems today, and you like good music, come on over to PatriotMusic.com. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Talk Show, USA. Hey, thank you, Matt. Uh, Great guy, great music. Uh, He puts out uh, patriotic music. He sent me a demo CD, if you will, and uh, I tell you what, that guy gets down. His music's great. The lyrics are fantastic. Matt Gibbons, patrioticmusic.com. Go on up there and have a visit. Pick up some of his music. It's great. You'll love it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, getting back to Marcus Luttrell and getting back to all those operatives, SEAL operatives, Green Berets, Special Forces, whatever. I had the distinct honor of serving a lot with a lot of the uh, Special Forces types as I was a spook over in Vietnam. And I was providing on-the-spot and extended intelligence for these guys. And I served a lot with the 3rd Marine Corps out of I-Corps Da Nang. Those guys were fantastic. And being in the military, being around military, working with the military, whether I was in the military or whether I was an intelligence operative as a civilian working for one of the top two intelligence agencies, I served with the military either in a capacity as a military person or as a civilian working with the military and supplying them with intelligence. And you can't beat the people, the guys and gals that serve in our military. And let me highlight that by saying less than 1% of America's population, less than 1% serve in our military. And like I've said on many of my shows, these guys and gals poll many tours overseas. The guys that I've spoken with over the years since the start of the war on terror after 9-11. I worked with a lot of those folks, and I tell you what, they are some of the best people, like I said, in the world when it comes to knowledge, military tactics. But they have a, a bigger role to play than when I was in Vietnam. We were there for one thing. We didn't really take that much into consideration. Oh, there was some effort to do so, to bring the hearts and minds of the people over to the way we think here in the Western world. But those guys and gals that serve on the battlefields, whether it be in Iraq or in Iraq, Afghanistan, any hostile area, they also have the added duty of being diplomats for the United States of America's people on the spot, on the ground. But one thing that I have feared most about our military and what they have to do, what our countries ask them to do, is serving under a commander-in-chief like Barack Hussein Obama Jr. And God forbid, a commander-in-chief like Hillary Rotten Clinton. Now, I have... 
witnessed and I've taken taken note over the years of just how our military is treated when the person in the White House is a Democrat. When the Democrats control both houses, the Senate and the House of Representatives. They, over the years, and I've said it many times on my show, look at our military as a social experiment. Meals on wheels, if you will. They do not look at our military as those that they would send off to battle. And they don't even recognize the fact that those people they send off to battle are asked to lay down their lives on the battlefield for penance as far as money goes. No Democrats, when they're in charge of our military, it's a bad deal. Just look what Obama's done to our military. He has gutted most of the leadership of the military at the higher ranks, if you remember the purge of the generals. He went in and purged, I don't know how many generals, well over 20. Got rid of them because I guess their political views didn't jive with his. So he got rid of them and replaced them with people that I guess were his lap dogs. Now another guy did this way back. His name is Stalin. Right before World War II started, he got wind that there were generals in his military that did not sign on to the communist way of doing things. Stalin went out and had hundreds of them thrown in the gulag or killed. World War II rolled around and he was minus a lot of leadership. And the Russian people paid for it. They paid for it. Obama's done the same thing. We need a guy in the office of the presidency that will rebuild our military, just like Ronald Reagan had to do after Jimmy Carter destroyed it. We need a guy in the mili- in the White House to bring our military back up to snuff the way it should be. The numeral uno military in the world. And when I come back from trade talks and news, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, like Marcus Luttrell said, these people that are out there wearing the uniform, laying their lives on the line 24-7, they are the only thing between us and those people, those countries who would want to destroy us. We'll be right back. Today in news, broadcasting from his laser-powered space-age digital recording studios in the New York metropolitan area, here's your ultra-conservative talk show host, Trade Martin. Hey everyone, on the 19th of July, this is Trade Martin on top of the news. Tuesday, happy you're listening. We're brought to you by 4NJPicks.com. Check them out for the best selections at the Meadowlands Racetrack. Now allow me to fill you in on some of the latest breaking news stories. Here we go. Now there's a report here about a 17-year-old kid screaming Alo Akbar wielding an axe and a knife. He was shot dead after injuring at least four people in a rampage on a train outside the German city of Würzburg. Now this kid was from Afghanistan. He's got to be mentally ill. Uh, I don't know if he's connected with any terrorist group. This is a very late-breaking story, and I'll try to find out more info on this for you tomorrow. Now, I'm interested in hearing if Barack will comment on this, especially when the guy said Allah Akbar, because, you know, he believes in unicorns and global warming. Yeah, that's right, but he doesn't believe in Islamic terrorism. 
Well, according to South Korea's military, North Korea has fired three ballistic missiles. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is at it again. He's one of my favorites, I'll tell you. We have a lot of fun with Kim Jong-un. Actually, we've got a song out about Kim Jong-un. It's titled Kim Jong-un. <laughs> and by Papa Gugu and the nuclear missiles. <laughs> we'll have to play it for you sometime. It's on YouTube. Anyway, we'll see what happens with those missiles. They're always trying to threaten everybody. Kim Jong-un, hey, I told you once before he killed his girlfriend. We don't know if that's exactly true, but we heard it sounds logical for this guy. He's a ruthless dictator. And he looks like a young punk smartass. <laughs> All right, now from the short, fat, and ugly to the beautiful, <laughs> Melania Trump <laughs> made a big speech about her husband last night. She made a lot of sense. She's a cute chick. You know, and <laughs> they all liked her. She did a good job for a woman who can't speak the language that well. Yeah, she spoke about her husband, and she, uh, she made some good points. Donald introduced her and came to her rescue at the end of the speech. She was preceded by a very rousing Rudolph Giuliani speech. I mean, they went nuts over him. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Woo. Now, did anybody else ever hear this dating naked show? Because I never heard of it before. Now, listen to this. A 69-year-old man is going on a naked date with a 24-year-old woman. Hee-haw! You can say that again. Hee-haw! All right, that's enough. Boy, this is real nuthouse stuff, isn't it? I mean, cable TV will do anything for ratings. Naked dating, naked dating. Oh, no, not you again. Do me a favor, don't tell Bill Clinton about this show. <laughs> now, I just looked at my watch, <laughs> and it's time to go. It's the 19th of July. It's Tuesday. Happy you're with us, everyone. This is Trade Martin on Top of the News. We're brought to you by 4NJPicks.com. Check them out on the Internet. Thank you very much for listening, and we will definitely be back tomorrow. There are 104 days till Halloween, 112 days to the presidential election, and 159 days until Christmas. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's wireless companies, and the National Safety Council. Hi, this is Gary Gatehouse from the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, and you're listening to Red Nation Rising Radio, the new dominant force in conservative Internet talk radio. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. Hey, this is Tex Officer down here in Texas. When I'm not rocking the house, I like to listen to the Getting After Lefty show with Gary Gatehouse. 
Gary is exposing the liberal socialist agenda. He is kicking liberals' asses and taking names. You keep it up, Gary. We're growing like a big old army. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Hump Day, Wednesday in America. Hump Day in the free world. And we'll be right back after the Liberty Report. Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Sandra Merritt's case has been argued in court asking for this lawsuit filed by Planned Parenthood to be dismissed. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Matt Barber, the founder of barbwire.com, and Holly Mead, the director of communications for Liberty Council. About a week ago, Harry Mehet, one of our attorneys, he's our chief counsel at Liberty Council, chief litigation counsel, was in federal court in San Francisco, and he made the argument on behalf of Sandra Susan Merritt, our client. She is the individual who is one of the two people who did the undercover videos that revealed the atrocity of Planned Parenthood trafficking in human baby body parts for profit. Well, they filed a lawsuit to try to silence her in a San Francisco federal court, And Liberty Council, we filed a motion to dismiss that case, and it was argued recently. We're waiting for a decision from that federal court. This uh, case, Matt, is just another attempt by Planned Parenthood to silence anyone who tries to oppose them or reveal what's going on behind these Planned Parenthood abortion clinic doors. Well, the multi-billion dollar abortion industry is reeling, and uh, they were uh, hopefully mortally wounded by the investigative reporting of Sandra Merritt and David uh, DeLayden and their uh, Center for Medical Progress. They did an amazing job. So, of course, they're going to abuse the legal system uh, to try to, uh, this is what the left does, to try to to intimidate and bully. And and we've talked about before that the process is the penalty here. So they're penalizing them by what I through what's called lawfare. They're they're abusing the legal system in order to uh, gain retribution, political retribution here. But they're 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 reeling. They're wounded. They're wounded horribly. Just uh, according to LifeSite News and a study uh, done by Operation Rescue, Matt, uh, 50, in 2015 alone, 53 abortion clinics shut down in 2015 since 1991. That is more than yeah. one a week. That's awesome. That That is stunning. That is stunning. And since yeah. 91, 81% of all abortion clinics have had to shut their doors permanently. Praise God. That's 81% down and 19% to go. But, you know, abortion is still a big business. I mean, we've got over 58 million abortions that have occurred since 1973 with Roe versus Wade. And, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood is very upset about this. They get big dollars. They get thousands of dollars for each baby part that they're selling. You know, to kind of conceptualize how big that is, I don't remember exactly the number of people that are now populating Florida, but it's going to be somewhere around 17, 18 million people in Florida. So take 
every single man, woman, and child that you see in this large state of Florida. And frankly, it takes you, if you're going to drive from the Keys to the Panhandle to Pensacola, uh, it's going to take you a good eight hours at least to drive that. So that's how long this state is. And, and that is only, that's less than half of 58 million. That is having like a nuclear bomb come into uh, Florida and every single person be wiped out. And that still does not even get you to half of the children who have been aborted since 1973. So the numbers are absolutely staggering. The good news is, is that more than one a week of abortion clinics closed in 2015. And Matt, you said 81%? 81% of all abortion clinics have closed since 1991. The records are at an all-time low in the United States. And there are a number of reasons for that, according to the study I mentioned from Operation Rescue. Uh, one of the big ones is that uh, these abortionists are they're retiring due, due to advanced age and declining health and so forth, and they're not being replaced because of the uh, uh, natural uh, appropriate stigma the, that is placed on uh, uh, butchers, which is what abortionists are, human butchers, no different than than uh, the, you know Joseph Mengele and those who would torture to death. The Jews, these are people who torture to death and sell their body parts and, and even, you know, like Kermit Gosnell have, uh, you know, kill live babies after they're born or set them aside to die. And so the public exposure of that as well, um, from groups like, uh, the Center for Medical Progress and, and Operation Rescue, Liberty Council and others, Matt, uh, has, has eroded public trust. In abortion providers, providers, these guys are a bunch of quacks and hacks, and and so people recognize that, and and in the medical community, they're laughed at. They're they're not they're known. They're not real doctors. They're yeah, why would doctors. anybody want to go through medical school and uh, go through all of that to un, to do this uh, line of work? I mean, it's ob- unbelievable. The younger generation, in addition to the eighty-one percent closing since nineteen ninety-one. Uh, one more than one a week closing in 2015, and that number continues to to go. So it's not just 2015. 2014, there was lots of them closing. 2016, there's lots of them closing. You have a younger generation that's more pro-life than the older generation. So those are the people that are going to college, going to law, going to medical school, going out into the private practice. I don't think they're going to have an affinity to want to go and uh, spend their career killing children. It's a brutal procedure. Well, you know, doctors take a Hippocratic oath to do no harm. And so it's going exactly against what they have uh, pledged to do. And they are murdering. And, you know, by the way, abortion is the largest leading cause of death in the African-American community still. And, you know, the original Hippocratic Oath actually says, in addition to doing no harm, that, that a doctor, the one who's giving this oath, taking the oath, would not give any kind of medicine that would cause an abortion. Exactly. And this was back at that point in time. So abortion hasn't been something that's just new. It's been throughout history. But in our country, we have fooled uh, ourselves into thinking that it's legal and that it's safe and that it's no big deal. And yet 58 million children have brutally lost their lives. In this particular lawsuit involving Sandra Merritt, I mean, she has courage to go in and be part of this um, uh, undercover investigation, and now she's hit with a 15-count lawsuit. The Planned Parenthood, yeah, RICO Parenthood. lawsuit, yeah, right? RICO lawsuit. yeah. yeah. racketeering. It's yeah. absurd. It's a, it, it's like a criminal sense. organization yeah. or something. <laughs> and you know, the Supreme Court some years ago said that you can't use RICO to silence uh, free speech, right. and and RICO was being used by the Planned Parenthood abortionist 
in the 1990s against two picketers and sidewalk counselors around abortion clinics. And the Supreme Court said you can't do it. So now they're trying to use RICO to silence the free speech of Sandra Merritt. They say that they've lost 10 to $16 million, and it's all Sandra Merritt's fault. Uh, frankly, you know, it's their fault. Yes. They shouldn't be doing this in the first place, and we shouldn't be giving them a single cent. So let me get this. A whistleblower goes in and exposes criminal activity on the part of a multi-billion dollar organization. If anyone is guilty of RICO, of, of, of racketeering, it's Planned Parenthood. It's, it's just bizarre here. They're, they, they are a criminal enterprise making uh, millions of dollars off the illegal sale of unborn babies. It is proved demonstrably, conclusively, irrefutably by Sandra Merritt and others that this is the case. And so what do they do? They turn around and sue them for what they're guilty of. Well, you know, the Congress is still holding hearings on Planned Parenthood, and they've uncovered some things where it, it looks like they've been able to show that there is sales of body parts, uh, illegal sales of body parts and of these uh, children. So you're right. They're engaging in illegal activity by doing that. It's a barbaric procedure. They're the largest abortion provider in the country. And Sandra was just revealing the information to the rest of the world. Absolutely. And it's a reminder. We need to be praying for her because she is one of courage who is been willing to stand up against this, as well as remembering the upcoming election. Election, we want to uh, put people in office that are against abortion, that that are not funding this horrendous organization, as well as go online and do not support those organizations that do support them. That's right. I mean, not only uh, every person who's elected to office ought to have common sense that not a single penny, whether it's the it's the local, city, county state or federal, not a single penny from any of those entities should go to Planned Parenthood in any respect. And uh, we need to obviously uh, look at entities, companies and corporations that also are supporting Planned Parenthood. They're supporting the Nazi-esque organization that is killing our children. And you're right, they're targeting minorities. The black community has a high rate of abortion. Uh, They are killing that future generation. That's what Margaret Sanger wanted to do in the first place. She wanted to eliminate certain populations, including the black population it's a and leading others. leading cause of their death. Yeah, and the same thing is happening in the Hispanic community. So stand with us as we stand with life. Stand with Sandra Merritt. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. Pray for Sandra. Pray for her courage and pray for others just like her to stand up and support Liberty Council with your regular financial support at lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website is lc.org. Become an active partner with Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. You know, folks, I picked something up on the uh, over the internet, the wire here yesterday, and it was one from one of my colleagues in the business, a talking head like myself, like many others, conservative, who's been on the air for a long time. I remember the first time I heard this individual. I was working 
attached to the Air Force Intelligence Agency representing my intelligence agency. Liaison is what I was called, I guess. Liaison. That's, that's kind of a weird word, isn't it? But anyway, like I said, one of my fellow talk show hosts, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, recently made the statement. It said He said, it's okay with losing my radio show if it means Hillary's loss. He went on to say, if that's what it t- takes, or if that w- is what it took to save the country, he's all in. He's all in. Now, in an effort to describe how much he doesn't want Hillary Clinton to be the next president of the United States, Mr. Rush Limbaugh said he would be fine with giving up his radio show if it guaranteed the former Secretary of State would lose to Donald Trump. He said if Hillary Clinton losing meant the end of this program, his radio show, then that's what I would be for, he declared on his Monday broadcast. If that's what it took to save this country, meaning she loses, and that means my radio show goes away, then that's what I would do. He went on to say, I have no self-interest in this whatsoever, Limbaugh continued. He said, I'm not looking forward to Hillary Clinton being in the White House so I can seek greater advertising revenues. I don't have a problem with that. As it is, I don't need Democrats in office to be successful. My success is not determined by who wins elections, and it never has been. He said when it comes to saving America from the current trend of destruction, there's really no comparison between the two options this coming November. Trump is who we have. Hillary Clinton is who we have and we don't want. And I don't think there's any comparison in the two in what would be the worst for this country, Hillary or Trump. It's not even close. Not even close for me, he said. It's an instant disaster to do anything that gets women in the White House. This woman, Hillary It'd be a disaster, Limbaugh said. I think she and the Democrat Party are the equivalent of a giant wrecking ball that is intentionally being aimed at institution after institution here in America every day. They're crumbling things that used to be strong that people couldn't, could believe in. It's got to stop politically. Now, Rush Limbaugh admitted he's scared to death whenever he asked himself, Are we outnumbered already? Obama has a 56% approval rating. And he said, with this crap going on, how can that be? That scares the heck out of me. What is happening to us, we Americans? What has happened to our population? Rush Limbaugh says, for those who fear Trump as president, I know Donald Trump, and he's he's not a reprobate. He doesn't threaten me at all. He doesn't threaten my belief system. He doesn't threaten my core principles whatsoever. He went on to stress his principle here is never Hillary. And he said, closing it all out, as long as I have a breath, that is going to be my message. He said, good on you, Russ. 
But you know, Mr. Limbaugh, there's people like myself who's been in front of the microphone not as long as you have by any stretch of the imagination. Who have based my whole show, my whole format on counteracting the leftist in politics inside the Beltway heathens, as I call them. The Democrats. And the spineless, limp-wristed, do-nothing, hide-under-their-desk Republican leadership. I've been going after them for 10 years, just as yourself. Now, you've garnered a lot of money over the years. Do the people who sponsor you. People like me at grassroots level radio, we don't collect one red cent. And I want it that way. Because I'm not tied at the hip to any commercial sponsor who would dictate to me what I can and can't say. And I want it that way. Because I can say exactly what my heart feels. I can say exactly what's on my mind at any time during any show that I air. I understand your plight, Mr. Limbaugh, and I understand Sean Hannity's and the rest of you guys that make a living of expressing your conservative values, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. I listen to you as many times a week as I can because you are, to me, a broadcasting hero, a man who tells it like it is, just like Donald Trump. I have disagreed with you very little since I started listening to you back in 1990. Very little. It's almost if you and I merged together that day I started listening to you and became one person mentally wise, politically wise. We all spoke and believed and practiced from the same book, the book of conservatism, and we still do today. I'm proud to say that I consider myself one of your biggest supporters. I have always supported you. I discovered Sean Hennedy a little bit later in life. And there are some things that I disagree with him. But the majority, I agree with him. You two guys, far and above anybody else, political talk show host, if you will, from the conservative persuasion, are the only two that I buy into lock, stock, and barrel. And I appreciate what you do for the country, and I appreciate what you do for our military. A lot of people don't know the length and breadth of what you do for our military and our veterans. It's immense, just like Mr. Trump says, what he does. And he's one of these guys, just as you people, who wants to say, stay anonymous. The anonymity of being a big giver, money-wise, supporting however you can, is a blessing on you. I wish I could do more. I don't have the money you do. So I try to take it another way. As many of my brothers and sisters in the grassroots political arena of radio do. We get out there and we beat the bushes. We get the stories And we represent what people are thinking down at our level. 
what people are thinking across the fence when we talk to them or down on the street corner at the mailbox or having a beer in a local watering hole down here in South Texas or sitting at the kitchen table on a Sunday with our brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, and discussing politics. This is where conservative radio originated from. This is where conservative radio grassroots type gets its strength from. Grassroots, it means exactly that. We people at the grassroots level, you've seen them today, you've seen them yesterday, you've seen them Monday. At the Republican convention, average Mr. and Mrs. Joe Sixpacks, they're representing their states, their constituencies, and voting for a man that is going to lead us out of the ditch back on the main road again to take on the leftist, take on the Pelosi's and the Reeds, take on the Clintons and the Obamas and the Chuck Schumers, that whole lot that calls themselves Democrats, and they're stretching that very thinly. They're nothing more than leftist. They're made up of Marxist. They're made up of communist, socialist, progressives. Anything that is left of center, that, that is where they reside. And the people in the Democrat Party must be held accountable 24-7, just as the media who sides with them and puts out propaganda for them every day must be held accountable for what they say and try to say to the public and pass it off as news. We must hold them accountable 24-7 and that's where the grassroots conservative talk radio people, that's where they get their strength. That is their main deal, to expose the left for what they are. And I think we're doing now one hell of a job doing it. One hell of a job. Now, I just recently signed on with Red Nation Rising. And I have to put a plug in for them. They have one of the, they have one of the best lineups for conservative grassroots and national level conservative talk show host in all of the United States. Red Nation Rising. Go up and check them out. My show is the morning show. Come up and have coffee with Gary Gatehouse at rednationrising.com every morning, 6 to 7 a.m. I'm up there talking about all kinds of issues. Kind of get your day off on the right foot. Have some coffee. Sit down and listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio show. And if you get a chance, stop by and visit with me at Twitter on GAL Network. That's where I hang my hat. You've been listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. And until Friday, this is Gary Gatehouse saying, Good day.